0: Blog, talk Radio.
1: You are listening live to the Alex Cardell Show, your one-stop for news, sports, current events, current news, politics, and fun. With plenty of action packed into this show, there is something for everyone. What will Alex be talking about today? Want to call in and interact with Alex? Call in live at 1-323-642-1605. Now, coming to you live from Springfield, Massachusetts, is the crazy Alex Cardinal. Take it away, Alex.
2: You are tuned in live to the History of Walmart episode of the Alex Cardinal Show. Tonight, Alex will be talking about the history of one of the biggest stores in the world. Alex will be teaching you about the history of Walmart. Walmart is one of the biggest chain stores in the world. When did Walmart first open? What did Walmart first sell when they opened? What has Walmart been doing in recent years? Alex will discuss all that in tonight's installment of History Hour on the Alex Cardinal Show. So let's learn about Walmart. Now, on to your host, Alex Cardinal.
3: And welcome to another episode of the Alice Cardinelli Show here on Blog Talk Radio Welcome to a Monday episode of the Alice Cardinelli Show It's the start of another brand new week And we've got a great week of shows coming your way here on the Alice Cardinelli Show And hope you guys have a wonderful week Anyways, I'm your host, Alice Cardinelli And I've got a fantastic episode for you tonight Now, tonight, we're doing our next episode in the series, History Hour, here on the Alice Curranelli Show. Now, in our first three episodes of History Hour, we discussed the history of this great country, the United States of America. Now, for the next three or so episodes of History Hour, we're going to learn about the history of some of the world's largest stores. And tonight we're going to start with the history of Walmart. Whether you love Walmart or you hate Walmart, you got to say it's one of the most popular stores all over the world. And I can't wait to discuss the history of Walmart tonight here on the Alice Cardinelli Show. This is going to be a fun show, and I'm going to enjoy hosting it, and I'm going to enjoy teaching you The history of Walmart. So, hopefully, you enjoy it and you'll learn a few new things about Walmart tonight. So, I'm really looking forward to hosting this show. Now, today's agenda is quite simple, but it's going to be quite fun. I'm going to start by talking about why I like Walmart, and then I'll discuss the good of Walmart and then we'll get right into the history of walmart and finally i'm going to discuss some of the controversy that is behind walmart and there is a lot of controversy that is behind walmart anytime you've got a large chain you're going to have controversy but we're going to discuss the controversy that is behind walmart today now you can go ahead and call in at one three two three six four two one six zero five 642 1605 to be a part of today's show. Go ahead and call in and discuss what you like about Walmart, what you dislike about Walmart, share your thoughts on Walmart, or share your thoughts on some of the controversy surrounding Walmart. I'm sure that most of you already know of the controversy that surrounds Walmart, but if you don't, we're going to talk about it. So go ahead and call in. One three two three six four two one six oh five. I'd like to hear you here on the Alice Cardinelli show. So again, one three two three six four two one six oh five. Discuss why you like or why you dislike Walmart, your thoughts on Walmart, ask any Walmart questions, or share your thoughts on the controversy surrounding Walmart. All right we got an action-packed show, so let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to start by discussing why I like Walmart. And I've only got a few reasons why I like Walmart, because typically I like to support my grocery stores. Instead of a big chain, but I do go to Walmart for certain things. Now, where I live, we've got a super Walmart, which is a Walmart that is a grocery store and a department store. So, my Walmart has everything from shampoo to clothes to pet products to live fish, live aquarium fish that is, to groceries. So, my Walmart has everything. Now, Here is why I like Walmart. Walmart has affordable prices for everyone. So if you're on a low budget like myself, you can afford to buy things at Walmart. Or if you have a high budget and you get a lot of money, you can still buy things at Walmart and save money. Now, the next reason I like Walmart is a lot of their products are actually big-name products, like they're going to have... Hershey's, they're going to have Milky Way, Mars Those are just examples of candies They're going to have Lay's uh, Chips, Pepsi And Coke, a lot of big names For awesome prices I And mean, that's just food, but they've got Other big names like Sony uh, LG And some of the other big names that are in the Electronics industry as well as The other stuff that Walmart sells they got big name products For fair prices and they've got a lot of nice things in there. The next thing that I like about Walmart is that a lot of it, a lot of it is self-service. So you can actually go and buy some of the stuff without having to go and get a, an employee or something. Now, there is a lot of things that I don't like about Walmart. But the best things that I do like about Walmart is the fact that Walmart actually has many departments. You've got your food department. You've got your clothing department. You've got your health and bathing department. You've got your pet department. Some of them have uh, automobile department where you can buy tires and things like that for your car, electronics, and things like that. So that is what I like mostly about Walmart. Now, I do have several things that I do dislike about Walmart. I'm going to talk about that right now first every single time i go into walmart and i go to cash out i'm in the checkout lane for at least 10 minutes you would think that walmart since it's a big chain would have faster registers in every store but even in my area with all the customers they get our lines are wicked long and our service is slow. And I've seen on Facebook and on the Internet, a lot of Walmarts have very, very slow cash registers. Now, the next thing I dislike about my local Walmart, I'm pretty sure it's probably similar all around the country, is the clientele that goes into Walmart. Some of these people aren't dressed for the public. Some of them don't act. Uh, someone should act in the public. And that's all I'm going to say for that because I can't say too much because this is a PG-13 show. But I would say that if you wanted to go to a zoo but you were broke, all you had to do was go to Walmart and you'd have a pretty good zoo show going on for you. You don't, you wouldn't have to travel to a zoo to see some monkeys or anything because they're at Walmart. Um, but that is just my opinion because some of the way these people act in Walmart is pretty similar to how a monkey would act in a zoo but that's really only my dislikes about walmart i really hate going into walmart for the crowds and dealing with some of these people in public when you really should not be inside the store um and things like that i really don't know what changed because back in the 90s when i was born and growing up in the early early 2000s It wasn't that bad. There wasn't that bad of clientele, but all of a sudden, the clientele got bad inside Walmart. I mean, there's fights going on in Walmart now. There's uh, riots going on in Walmart and things like that. It's getting awful inside Walmart now. So next time you go into Walmart, you should start taking pictures of all the clientele that is there. You're going to get a good laugh out of it. All right, so that is what I like and dislike about Walmart. You can go ahead and call in at 1 323 642 1605 to discuss what you like and dislike about Walmart. Now, let's talk about the good things that happen behind Walmart. Well, the good things of Walmart is they they provide some products at affordable prices, prices that everyone can afford but there is a cost with that they're able to provide you your products at affordable prices by undercutting their employees their employees don't get paid much so that you the customer and consumer can get your products at affordable prices so that really is the only good thing behind walmart in my opinion is the products being so cheap because the employees are paying for it when they're only getting below minimum wage at walmart all right so i figured that'd be a good way to kick start today's show now we're going to learn about the history of walmart and learn some information about walmart so let's go ahead and get started on the history of walmart shall we but first we're going to learn some information of walmart Walmart Stores Incorporated is an American multinational retail corporation that operates a chain of discount department stores and warehouse stores. It is headquartered in Bentonville, Arkansas. The company was founded by Sam Walton in 1962 and incorporated in October 31st, 1969. It has 11,000 stores in 27 countries under a total of 71 different brands. The company operates under the Walmart name in the United States of America and Puerto Rico. It operates in Mexico as walmart d mexico Y century america in united kingdom as asta in japan isue and india as best price it has wholly owned operations in argentina brazil and canada walmart is the world's largest company by revenue according to the fortune global 500 list In 2014, the biggest private employer in the world with over 2 million employees and the largest retailer in the world. Walmart is a family-owned business as the company is controlled by the Walton family who own over 50% of Walmart through their holding company, Walton Enterprises. It is also one of the world's most valuable companies, in terms of market value, and is also the largest grocery retailer in the United States of America. In 2009, it generated 51% of its U.S. $258 billion, equivalent to $284 billion in 2015 sales in the United States of America from grocery business. It also owns and operates the Sam's Club Retail Warehouses to North America. The company was publicly listed on the New York Stock Exchange in 1972. In the late 1980s and early 1990s, the company rose from a regional to national giant. By 1988, Walmart was the most profitable retailer in the U.S., and by October 1989, it had become the largest in terms of revenue geographically limited to the south and lower midwest up to the mid 1980s by the early 1990s the company's presence spanned coast to coast sam's club opened in new jersey in november 1989 and the first california outlet opened in lancaster on july 28 1990. a walmart in york pennsylvania was opened in October 1990, bringing the main store into the Northeast. Walmart's investments outside North America have had mixed results. Its operations in the United Kingdom, South America, and China are highly successful, whereas ventures in Germany and South Korea were unsuccessful. Alright, now we're going to dive into the history of Walmart. So, Let's learn about the early years, 1945 to 1969. In 1945, a businessman and former J.C. Penney employee, Sam Walton, purchased a branch of the Ben Franklin stores from the Butler brothers. His focus was on selling products at low prices to get higher volume sales at a low profit margin, portraying it as a crusade for the consumer. He experienced setbacks because the lease price and branch purchase were unusually high, but he was able to find lower cost supplies suppliers than the ones used by other stores. He passed on the savings in the product pricing. Sales increased 45% in his first year of ownership to $1,500, equivalent to one point thirty eight million dollars in twenty fifteen and annual revenue which increased to one hundred forty seven dollars equivalent to one point six nine million dollars in twenty fifteen and next year and one hundred seventy five thousand dollars equivalent to one point eight five million dollars in twenty fifteen the year after that. Within the fifth year the store was making equivalent to $2.48 million in 2015 in revenue. When the lease for the location expired, he couldn't reach an agreement for renewal, so he opened a new Ben Franklin franchise at 105 North Main Street in Bentonville, Arkansas, calling it Walton's Five and Dine. That store is now of a Walmart Museum which is open to visitors. On july second, nineteen sixty two, Walton opened the first Walmart discount city store at seventeen or actually excuse me at seven nineteen West Walnut Street in Rogers, Arkansas. The building is now occupied by a hardware store and an antique mall, while the company's store number one since converted and relocated to a Supercenter concept is located several blocks west at 2110 W Walnut Street as of 2015. Within its first five years, the company expanded to 24 stores across Arkansas and reached $12.6 million in sales. In 1968, it opened its first doors outside Arkansas in Skiston, Missouri, and Claremore, Oklahoma incorporation and growth as a regional power 1969 to 1990 the company was incorporated as walmart stores incorporated on october 31st 1969 in 1970 it opened its home office and first distribution center in bentonville arkansas it has 38 stores operating with 1,500 employees and sales of $44.2 million. It began trading stock as a publicly held company on October 1st, 1970, and was soon listed on the New York Stock Exchange. The first stock split occurred in May 1971 at a market price of 47 dollars equivalent to $274 in 2015. By this time, Walmart was operating in five states, Arkansas, Kansas, Louisiana, Missouri, and Oklahoma. It entered Tennessee in 1973 and Kentucky and Mississippi in 1974. As it moved into Texas in 1975, there were 125 stores with 7,500 employees and total sales of three hundred forty point three million dollars equivalent to one point four nine billion dollars in twenty fifteen. Walmart opened its first Texas store in Mount Pleasant on November eleventh, nineteen seventy five. In the nineteen eighties, Walmart continued to grow rapidly and by its twenty fifth anniversary in nineteen eighty seven there were one thousand one hundred and ninety eight stores with sales of $15.9 billion, equivalent to $33 billion in 2015, and 200,000 associates. This year also marks the completion of the company's satellite network, a $24 million equivalent to $49.8 million in 2015 investment linking all operating units of the company with its Spentaville office via two-way voice and data transmission and one-way video communication. At that time, it was the largest private satellite network allowing the corporate office to track inventory and sales and to instantly communicate to stores. In 1988, Sam Walton stepped down as CEO and was replaced by David Grass. Walton remained as chairman of the board, and the company also rearranged other people in senior positions. Oh, excuse me. Sam Walton was replaced by David Glass as CEO, not Grass. So David Glass was the new COO that replaced Sam Walton. All right. In 1988, the first Walmart Supercenter opened in Washington, Missouri. Thanks to its superstores, it surpassed Toys R Us and toy sales in the late 1990s. The company also opened overseas stores entering South America in 1995 with stores in Argentina and Brazil in Europe in 1999 buying Asada in the U.K. for $10 billion, equivalent to $14.2 billion in 2015. Retail rise to multinational status, 1990 to 2005. By 1988, Walmart was more profitable than its rivals, King Mart and Sears, and was the dominant retailer in the Bible Belt by 1990, It outsold both in terms of revenue and became the largest U.S. retailer in sales revenue. Prior to the summer of 1990, Walmart had no presence on the West Coast or in the Northeast, aside from a single Sands club in New Jersey opening in November of 1989. But in July and October that year, it opened its first stores in California and Pennsylvania, respectively. By the mid-1990s, it was far and away the most powerful retailer in the United States and expanded into Mexico in 1991 and Canada in 1994. It spread to New England, Maryland, Delaware, Hawaii, Alaska, and the Pacific Northwest last, Vermont being the last state to get a store in 1995. In 1998, Walmart introduced the neighborhood market concept with three stores in Arkansas. By 2005, estimates indicate that the company controlled about 20% of the retail grocery and consumables business. In 2000, Ashley Scott became president and CEO as Walmart sales increased to $165 billion, equivalent to $226 billion in 2015. In 2002, it was listed for the first time as America's largest corporation on the Fortune 500 list, with revenues of $219.8 billion, equivalent to $288 billion in 2015, and profits of $6.7 billion, equivalent to $8.78 billion in 2015. It has remained there every year except for 2006 and 2009. In 2005, Walmart had three... $112.4 billion, equivalent to $377 billion in 2015 in sales, more than 6,200 faculties around the world, including 3,800 stores in the United States and 2,800 everywhere else, employing more than 1.6 million associates worldwide. Its U.S. presence grew so rapidly that only small pockets of the country remained further than 60 miles from the nearest Walmart. As Walmart rapidly expanded into the world's largest corporation, many critics worried about its effect on local communities, particularly small towns with many...
4: Walmart on small towns and local businesses,
3: jobs, and taxpayers. In one, Kenneth Stone, a professor of economics at Iowa State University, found that some small towns can lose almost half of their retail trade within 10 years of a Walmart store opening. However, in another study, he compared the ch- changes to what small town shops had faced in the past including the development of the railroads, the advent of the Sears Roebuck catalog, as well as their arrival at shopping malls, and it concluded that shop owners who adapt to changes in the retail market can thrive after Walmart arrives. A later study in collaboration with Mississippi State University shows that there are both positive and negative impacts on existing stores and areas where the new supercenter locates. In the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, in September of 2005, Walmart used its logistical efficiency in organizing a rapid response to disaster, donating $20 million, equivalent to $24.2 million in 2015 in cash, 1,500 truckloads of free free merchandise, food for 100,000 meals, as well as the promise of a job for every one of its displaced workers. An independent study by Stephen Horwitz of St. Lawrence University found that Walmart, the Home Depot and Lowe's made use of their local knowledge about supply chains Infrastructure, decision makers, and other resources to provide emergency supplies and reopen stores well before FEMA began its response. While the company was overall lauded for its quick response amidst the criticisms of the Federal Emergency Management Agency, some critics were nonetheless quick to point out there still remain issues with the company's labor relations. Initiatives of Walmart from 2005 to 2010. All right, so let's talk about the initiatives from Walmart. In October of 2006, Walmart announced it would implement several environmental measures to increase energy efficiency. The primary goals included spending $500 million equivalent to $604 million in 2015 a year to increase fuel efficiency in Walmart's truck fleet by 25% over three years and double it within 10, reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 20% in seven years, reduce energy use at stores by 30%, and cut solid waste from U.S. stores and sham clubs by 25% in three years. CEO, Lee Scott said that Walmart's goal was to be a good steward for the environment and ultimately use only renewable energy sources and produce zero waste. The company also designed three new experimental stores in McKinney, Texas, Aurora, Colorado, and Las Vegas, Nevada, with wind turbines, photovoltaic solar panels, biofuel-capable boilers water-cooled refrigerators, and extra gardens. Despite much criticism of its environmental record, Walmart took a few steps in what some view as a positive direction, which included becoming the biggest seller of organic milk and the biggest buyer of organic cotton in the world, as well as reducing packaging and energy costs. Walmart also spent nearly a year working with outside consultants to discover the company's total environmental impact and find where they can improve. They discovered, for example, that eliminating excess packaging on their toy line kit connection, they can not only save $2.4 million dollars, equivalent to $2.81 million in 2015, a year in shipping costs, but also 3,800 trees and a million barrels of oil. Walmart has also recently created its own electronic company in Texas, Texas Retail Energy, and plans to supply the stores with cheap power purchased at wholesale prices. Through this new venture, the company expects to save $15 million annually and also lays the groundwork and infrastructure to sell electricity to Texas consumers in the future. In March of uh, 2006, Walmart sought to appeal to more affluent demographic. The company launched a new supercenter concept in Plano, Texas, intended to complete Against stores seen as much upscale and appealing, such as Target. The new store has wood floors, water aisles, a sushi bar, a coffee and sandwich shop with free Wi-Fi, internet access, and more expensive beers, wines, electronics, and other goods. The exterior has a hunter green background behind the Walmart letters, similar to neighborhood market by Walmart instead of the blue previously used, and its super centers. On September 12, uh, 2007, Walmart introduced new advertising with the slogan, Save Money, Live Better, replacing the Always Low Prices, Always slogan, which it it had used for the previous 19 years. On January 30, 2008, Walmart removed the hyphen from its logo and replaced the star with a symbol that resembles a sunburst flower or the star in the Star of Life. The new logo received mixed reviews from some design critics who questioned whether the new logo was as bold as those of competitors, such as the target bullseye, or as instantly recognizable as the former company logo, which was used for 18 years. The new logo made its debut on the company's Walmart.com website on July 1, 2008. Walmart's U.S. locations were to update store logos in the fall of 2008 as part of an ongoing evaluation of its brand. Walmart in Canada started to adapt the logo for stores in early 2009. On March 20th, 2009, Walmart announced that it's paying a it combined $933.6 million dollars In bonuses to every full and part-time hourly worker of the company. This in addition to $78.8 million in profit sharing, 401K pension contributions, hundreds of millions of dollars in merchandise discounts, and contributions to the employee's stock purchase plan. While the economy at large was in an ongoing recession, the largest retailer in the United States reportedly sold, reported solid financial figures of the most recent fiscal year, ending in January 31, 2009, with $401.2 billion in net sales, a gain of 7.2% from the prior year. On July 16, 2009, Walmart announced plans to develop a Worldwide Sustainable Products Index. On February 22, 2010, the company confirmed it was acquiring video streaming company Voodoo, Inc. for an estimated $100 million. Now, finally, recent history, current developments, 2011 to present. In January 2011, at the urging of Michelle Obama and her staff, Walmart announced a program to improve the nutritional value of a store brand over the next five years, gradually reducing the amount of salt and sugar and eliminating trans fat. Walmart also promised to negotiate with suppliers such as Kraft with respect to nutritional issues. Reductions in the prices of whole foods and vegetables were also promised, as well as efforts to open stores in low-income areas, food deserts, where there are no supermarkets. On April 23, 2011, the company announced that it was testing its new Walmart-to-go-home delivery system, where customers will be able to order specific items on their website, such as groceries, toiletries, and household supplies. The initial test is in San Jose, California, and the company has not said whether it will be rolled out nationwide. On November 14, 2012, Walmart launched their first mail subscription service called Goodies. Customers pay a $7 monthly subscription for five to eight delivered food samples each month so they can try new foods. In August of 2013, the firm announced it was in talks to acquire a majority stake in the quinoa-based supermarket chain, Nevis. In June 2014, some Walmart employees went on a strike in major US U.S. cities to demand higher wages. In July of 2014, just last year, American actor and comedian Tracy Morgan launched a lawsuit against Walmart seeking punitive damages over a multi, multi-car pileup, which the suit alleges was caused by the driver of one of the firm's tractor-trailers, who had not slept for 24 hours. Morgan's limousine was apparently hit by the trailer, injuring him, and two fellow passengers and killing a force, fellow comedian James McNair. And that is the history of Walmart, a very long history, but a history that I I felt I needed to share with you. All right, so that is the history of Walmart. We're going to go ahead and take a commercial break here on the Alice Cardinelli Show. Coming up next, I'm going to discuss what kind of stores does Walmart run and the controversy surrounding Walmart So up next here on the Alice Curnnelly Show, find out what kind of stores Walmart has and the controversy surrounding Walmart. Stick around. We've got plenty more of Walmart coming up next here on the Alice Cornelli Show. But first, we're going to hear from our sponsors and hear some wonderful music.
4: The Aquatic Wetline is a tropical fish keeping podcast that is dedicated to all the tropical fish keepers. The Aquatic Wetline covers fresh water salt water, and reptiles. The Aquatic Wetline is the one and only fish keeping podcast hosted by a fish keeper for fish keepers. Aquatic Wetline is one of the original fish keeping podcasts that was the first to be dedicated to freshwater fish on Blog Talk Radio. With over 100 episodes and plenty of new episodes coming to you live each week, Aquatic Wetline is the place to be for all fish keepers. So check us out blogtalkradio.com forward slash aqua Alex.
2: dakota aquatics plus is the next best aquarium keeping show here on blog talk radio your host of this show Andrew will dive deep into the topics of freshwater and saltwater fish, reptiles, and other pets. Dakota Aquatics Plus is live every Saturday and is a show that you will enjoy. So check Andrew out. blogtalkradio.com forward slash Dakota Aquatics Plus.
0: Aquatics Euphoria, a podcast about fish, all things fish, and everything fish. Let William T. and his co-hosts dive deep
2: into your tank and come up a great fish species topic for a great show. Check out Aquatics
1: here for you today for an enjoyable fish show. William T. and his co-hosts do it all. saltwater, water, fresh water, and yes, plants and even specials on other interesting topics.
0: Surf over there, right after this wonderful show here on Blog Talk Radio.
4: Did you know that William T. has a new podcast on Blog Talk Radio? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, kids, teens, and in-betweens. Epiphany is a podcast about revelations, sudden awarenesses, and innuendos. William T. will discuss topic by topic, week by week, or maybe day by day. You never know with William T. This podcast is controversial at best, interesting at least. Come join William T. at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash epiphany USA. Come hear what all the hype is about. William T. slam dunks his attitude with rants, political slurs about governmental blunders, world events, and where this world is headed from a revelational point of view. See if this podcast don't grab your fancy. Come on. What are you waiting for? Come sit beside William T. and take part in a podcast that promises to be inviting, action-packed, and just plain crazy at times. Come hear some senseless jargon and an attitude from the shrewd dude from South Carolina. The old man of mayhem, William T. Come on, be brave and go there right now. Well, wait until this show is over first, though. Gail Carson is a singer and
0: songwriter who produces some awesome music. Gail Carson is an ASCAP, multi-genre singer slash songwriter spanning folk, country, roots, Americana, and a little bit of rock and roll. www.gailcarson.com Gail Carson is also a radio show host of The Gail Carson Show, an original indie artist showcase series broadcast on internet radio stations all over the world. Gail Carson is a professional photographer, videographer, and graphic artist, www.gailcarsonphotograph.com. Gail Carson is a producer slash engineer. Gail Carson is a music promoter.
1: Choosing guitar accessories can be expensive and time-consuming, but it doesn't have to be.
3: Jambox will deliver the necessities right to your front door. Jambox is great for players of any age and all experience levels. Try new brands, new products, and get your jam on. Order a Jambox today at
1: www.jamboxcanada.ca
0: Calling all
3: WWE and wrestling fans out to have another wrestling show for you live Tuesday. February 17, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern, Alex will be talking about one of his favorite wrestlers of all time. Alex will be talking about WWE Hall of Famer, The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, Mr. WrestleMania, The Icon, The Showstopper, and The Main Event. Live this Tuesday, Find out what Alex thinks about Shawn Michaels as a wrestler. Find out his thoughts on Shawn Michaels' greatest matches of all time. And find out Shawn Michaels' WWE career as Alex breaks down the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels' career on the next episode of Wrestler Spotlight right here. On the Alice Cardinelli's Show, live Tuesday, February 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern.
0: The Alex, the Alex Cardinelli, Cardinelli Show is going to air on Saturdays. No way! Is this true? The,
3: the Alex Cardinelli, Cardinelli show. show airing, airing Saturday, Saturday night.
2: night. Since when? Extra, extra, hear all about it. The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturday night.
0: What?
2: The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturdays now. What? Extra, extra, hear all about it. The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturday night.
3: What?
2: The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturdays now. What? Extra, extra, hear all about it. The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturday night. What? The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturdays now.
3: What? Yes, that's right. The Alex Cardinal Show is now going to be airing on Saturdays with this all new series called Saturday Night Live. Kickstarting on Saturday, February 21st, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern. Your host, Ellis Cardinelli, and his co-host, William T., will dive into your houses and present to you a wonderful, action-packed show. On February 21st, we're going to have a guest appearance by none other than slash Master 1989 Jeff T., Jeff T., Alex, and William are going to have a friendly discussion. On our Saturday Night Live series, you can expect comedy, today in history, trivia time, and much more. So make sure you're a part of our Saturday Night Live by joining us each and every Saturday, starting Saturday, February 21st, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you on Saturday Night Live on the Alice Grinelli Show,
0: Starting this Saturday
3: at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's time to get funky right here on the Alex Cardinelli Show. We're going to hear some wonderful music on the Alex Cardinelli Show. I hope you like music, so DJ Alex... Take it away and play some wonderful music here on the Alex Cardinelli
0: Show. Yeah! Another one bites the dust. Another one better, another one dust. Another one by the dust.
3: Alright, so the first song we're going to hear tonight is called Hall of Fame, and it's by The Script. Now, this is a song that I had during my graduation year of high school, so you guys are going to have the honor of listening to my high school graduation song, again called the Hall of Fame by the script.
0: The distance. You can run the mile You can walk straight through hell with a smile You could be the hero You can get the goal Breaking all the rest of the people Yeah, do it for your people Do it for your pride Never gonna know, never even try Do it for your country, Do it for your name Cause going gonna be with you When you're living in all space Yeah And the world The young.
3: 2015, and I know you guys probably know this song. Know this song. So here is my second song for today's show, and it's called Coco. I'm in love with the four four four.
0: It for the, no, no. I'm
1: in love with the boat. No. I'm with the I'm in love with the 4 no. i with the I'm in love with the i no. I'm in love with the no. i i got in
0: love with the no. boat. i I'm in love I'm in love the i Yes! If it's not rough, it isn't fun. Up, I won't tell you that I love you, kiss or hug you Cause I'm bluffing with my muffin, I'm not lying I'm just stunning with my love glue gunning Just like a chicken in the like casino, take your bank before I pay you out I promise this, promises. Oh no I am the game You don't wanna play me I am controlling you can shake me I am heavy No way You can take me I am the pain And I know you can't take me Look over your shoulder Ready to run Like a claim and fake From a smoking gun I am the game And I may do So move on out you can die like a fool Try to figure out What my moon's gonna be Come on over, snuggle Why don't you ask me? Don't you forget There's a price you can pay Cause I am the game And I, I want I to play Who's gonna make it? I am the game you don't wanna play me I am control, there's no way you can shake me I am your daddy, and you I know you can't pay me I am your baby, and I know you can't pay me Play the game, you're gonna be the same You're gonna change your name, you're gonna die in flames <laughs> Understand
1: Back into the Alex Cardinelli show live with your host, Alex Cardinelli. We hope you enjoyed our nice music and commercial break and are ready for some fun discussion. What is Alex going to chat about now? Don't forget to call in at 1 323 642 1605 to let your voice be heard. Get involved with social media and tweet your thoughts on tonight's topic. Tweet to Alex Cardinelli 1, capital A in Alex and C in Cardinelli. Now let's get back to the action. Here's Alex live from the Blog Talk Radio studio in Springfield, Massachusetts.
3: And we're back here live on the Alice Curtinelli Show. And on this fine Monday evening, we're talking about Walmart. And before our commercial break, we were discussing the history of Walmart. And now we're going to talk about some of the stores Walmart has. And the controversy that surrounds Walmart, so we've got plenty more to talk about Walmart. But first, I do want to give another caller plug-in. Now you can call in at one three two three six four two one six zero five 642 1605 to discuss what you like or dislike about Walmart or share your thoughts on some of the controversy that surrounds Walmart and more. One three two three six four two one six zero five. 642 1605 And I'll accept your call if you want to call into the Alice Cronelli Show on the topic of Walmart today. All right, we're going to dive back into our topic of Walmart now, and we're going to talk about the stores that Walmart operates. Walmart's operations are organized into three divisions. Walmart Stores, United States, Sam's Club, and Walmart International. The company does business in nine different retail formats. supercenters, food and drugs, general merchandise stores, bodegs, which are small markets, cash and carry stores, membership warehouse clubs, apparel stores, soft discount stores, and restaurants. Walmart Stores, U.S. Walmart Stores U.S. is the company's largest division, accounting for $258 billion, equivalent to $279 billion, in 2015, or 63.8% of total sales for financial year 2010. It consists of three retail formats that have become commonplace in the United States, discount stores, super centers, and Walmart markets. The retail department stores sell a variety of mostly non-grocery products, though emphasis has now shifted toward supercenters, which include more grocery items. This division also includes Walmart's online retailer, Walmart.com. In September 2006, Walmart announced a pilot program to sell generic drugs at just four dollars. Per prescription the pilot program was launched at stores in the Tampa Florida area and expanded to all stores in Florida by January 20, 2007 while the average price of generics is $29 equivalent to $34 in 2015 per prescription compared to $102 equivalent to $119 in 2015 for name brand drugs Walmart maintains that it's not selling at a loss or providing as an act of charity. Instead, they're using the same mechanics of mass distribution that it used to bring low prices to other products. Many of Walmart's low-cost generics are imported from India and made by drug makers in the country, including Ranboxy and Suppla. On February 6, 2007, the company launched a beta version of a movie download download service which sold about 3,000 films and television episodes from all major studios and television networks. The series was discontinued on December 21, 2007 due to low sales. From 2008 through 2011, Walmart operated a pilot program in a small grocery store concept called Marketside in the metropolitan Phoenix, Arizona area to plan to incorporate what they have learned from the concept into their Walmart Express stores. The president and CEO of Walmart Stores USA is Greg Foreman. Walmart Discount Stores. Walmart discount stores are discount department stores with size varying from 51,000 feet to 224,000 square feet, with an average store covering about 102,000 square feet. They carry general merchandise and a selection of groceries. Many of these stores also have a garden center, a pharmacy, Tiber and Lube Express, optical center, one-hour photo processing lab, Portrait studio, a bake brand, a cell phone store, and a fast food outlet, usually a Subway or a McDonald's. Some also have gasoline stations. And at one point, up here in Springfield, Mass., our Walmart had a Duck and Donuts, I do believe, if I remember correctly. Alright. In 1990, Walmart opened its first Buds Discount Center. Location in Bentonville, Buds operated as a close out store, much like Big Watts. Many locations were opened to f- fulfill leases in shopping centers as Walmart stores left and moved into newly built super centers. All of the Buds Discount City stores closed or converted into Walmart discount stores by 1997. As of February 2015, there were 471 Walmart discount stores in the United States. In 2006, the busiest in the world was one in Rapid City, South Dakota. Walmart Supercenters. Walmart Supercenters are hypermarkets markets with size varying from 98,000 to 251 square feet. 251,000 square feet, rather. With an average of about 1,900 and, so, uh, excuse me, a thousand, uh, I can't even say this right today, 197,000 square feet. They stock everything a Walmart discount store does and also include a full service supermarket including meat and poultry, baked goods, deli, frozen foods, dairy products, uh, garden pro- produce, and fresh seafood. Many Walmart many Walmart supercenters also have a garden center, pet shop, pharmacy, tire lube express, optical center, one-hour photo processing lab, portrait studio, and numerous all-co shops such as cellular phone stores, hair and nail salons, video rental stores, local bank branches and fast food outlets usually Subway, but sometimes Dunkin Donuts, McDonald's, Wendy's, Checker's or Blimpy. Many often featured McDonald's stores, but in 2007 Walmart announced to stop opening McDonald's restaurants at most of their newer stores. Most locations that opened up after the announcement had Subway as their restaurant. Some McDonald's inside the Walmarts were eventually replaced with Subway. Some also sell gasoline, distributed by Murphy Oil Corporation. The first supercenter opened in 1988 in Washington, Missouri. A similar concept, Hypermart USA opened in Garland, Texas a year later. All of the Hypermart USA stores were later closed or converted into supercenters, such as the locations located in Garland, Texas and Minister, Texas, which are both reopened as Walmart. As of February 2015, there were 3,401 Walmart Supercenters in the United States. The largest supercenter in the United States, covering 267 square feet and two floors, is located in Crossgates Commons in Albany, New York. I might have to travel to Albany, New York and check out that supercenter. I do like the Walmart supercenters a lot. The second largest, covering 220,000 square feet, is located in Lundsburg, Pennsylvania. The Supercenter portion of the name of these stores has been phased out, simply referring to these stores as Walmart since the company introduced a new Walmart logo in 2008. But the Supercenter portion of the name is still used on Supercenters in Canada. Walmart Neighborhood Market Walmart Neighborhood Market, the chain of grocery stores, the average about 42,000 square feet. They are used to fill the gap between discount stores and super centers, offering a variety of products, which include full-line groceries, pharmacuticals, health and beauty aids, food developing services, and a limited selection of general merchandise. The first store opened in 1998 in Bentonville, Arkansas between 2010 and 2011 the chain was branded as walmart market as of february 2015 there were 487 walmart neighborhood markets left walmart express walmart express is a chain of smaller discount stores with a range of services from simple grocery shopping to check cashing and even gasoline stores the concept is focused on small towns that are not able to support a larger store and in large cities where physical space is at a premium. Walmart planned to build 15 to 20 Walmart Express stores focusing on Arkansas, North Carolina, and Chicago by the end of its fiscal year in January 2012. This is about access to breadth of assessment, says Walmart's Anthony Hucker, Vice President of Strategy and Business Development. As of December 2011, Walmart Express opened in Richford, North Carolina, Snow Hill, North Carolina, Gentry, Arkansas, Prairie Grove, Arkansas, Gradyville, Arkansas, and Chicago, Illinois. As of February 2015, there were 40 small format stores in the United States. These include Walmart Express, Super Marcio, Amiga, Walmart on Campus, and Super RS stores. Sam's Club. Sam's Club is a chain of warehouse clubs that sell groceries and general merchandise, which are often in large quantities. Sam's Club stores are membership stores, and most customers buy annual memberships. There are three kinds of memberships of Sam's Clubs, Sam's Plus, Sam's Business, and Sam's Savings. Each of these memberships will enable customers various types of benefits and a convenience. However, non-members can make purchases either by buying a one-day membership or paying a surcharge based on the price of the purchase. Some locations also sell gasoline. The first Sam Clubs opened in 1983 in Midwest City, Oklahoma, under the new name Sam's Wholesale Club. Sam's Club has found a niche market in recent years as a supplier to small businesses. All Sam's Club stores are open early hours exclusively for business members, and their old slogan was, We're in business for small business. Their slogan has been, Savings Made Simple, since 2009, as Sam's Club attempts to attract a more diverse member base. March 2009, the company announced that it plans to enter the electronic medical records business by offering a software pack uh, package to physicians and small practices for $25,000. Walmart is partnering with Dell and EconicalWorks.com in this new venture. Sam's Club sales during 2010 were $47 billion, or 11.5% of Walmart's total sales. As of February 2015, there were 645 Sam Clubs in the United States of America. Get one here in Western Mass, please. Get a Sam's Club here in Western Mass. I really would love to have one. Walmart also operates more than 100 international Sam Clubs in Brazil, China, Mexico, and Puerto Rico. And, of course, there are stores nationwide that have... Um, There are countries that have Walmarts all around the world, China, Brazil, Argentina, and more. Now, Walmart customers give low prices as the most important reason for shopping there, reflecting the low-price-always advertising slogan that Walmart used from 1962 until 2006. The average U.S. Walmart's customer income is below the national average, and analysts recently estimated that more than one-fifth of them lack a bank account twice the national rate. Walmart financial report in 2006 also indicated that Walmart customers are sensitive to higher utility costs and gas prices. A poll indicated that after 2004 U.S. presidential election, 76% of voters who shopped at Walmart once a week voted for George W. Bush, while only 23% supported Senator John Kerry. When measured against other similar retailers in the U.S., frequent Walmart shoppers were rated the most politically conservative Thus, as of 2014, the majority, 54% of Americans who prefer prefer shopping at Walmart, report that they oppose same-sex marriage, while 40% of them are in favor of it. In 2006, Walmart took steps to expand its U.S. customer base announcing a modification in U.S. stores from a one-size-fits-all merchandising strategy to one designed to reflect each of six demographic groups, African-Americans, the Affluent, empty-nesters, Hispanics, suburbities, and rural residents. After six months later, and unveiled a new slogan, saving people money so they can live better lives. This reflects the three main groups into which Walmart categorizes its 200 million customers, brand affirmationals, people with low incomes who are obsessed with names like KitchenAid, price-sensitive affiliates, wealthier shoppers who love deals, and value price shoppers, people who love low prices and cannot afford much more. About 40% of products sold in Walmart are private label store brands, which are products offered by Walmart and priced through contracts with manufacturers. Walmart began offering these private label brands in 1991 with the launch of Sam's Choice, a brand of drinks produced by Cot, Bradford, exclusively for Walmart. In in North America... Walmart's primary competition includes department stores like Kmart, Publix, Target, Shopco and Meijer, Canada's the Real, Can- the Real Canadian Superstore, and Giant Tiger, and Mexico's Commercial Mexicana and Serrano. Competitors of Walmart's Sam Club division are Costco and BJ's Wholesale Club, operating mostly in the eastern U.S. Walmart's move into the grocery business in the late 1990s also set it against major supermarket chains in both the United States and Canada. Some retail see regional grocery store chain Winco Foods as serious competition for Walmart. Walmart also had to face fierce competition in some foreign markets. For example, in Germany, it had captured just 2% of the German food market following its entry into the market in 1997 and remained a secondary player behind Aldi with a 19% share. All right, now let's get to the Walmart controversy, and this is the part of the show that all of you guys have been waiting for. So here is the Walmart controversy. In April 2012, investigative report in the New York Times reported that a former executive of Walmart D. Mexico alleged that in September of 2005, Walmart D. Mexico had paid bribes via local fixers called guessators to officials throughout Mexico in order to obtain construction permits, information, and other favors. Walmart investigators found credible evidence that Mexican and American laws had been broken. Concerns were raised that Walmart executives in the United States hushed up the allegations. Reportedly, bribes were given to rapidly obtain construction permits, which gave Walmart a substantial advantage over its business competitors. A follow-up investigation by the New York Times, published December 17, 2012, revealed evidence that regulatory permission for siting, construction, and operation of 19 stores had been attained through bribery. There was evidence that a bribe of $52,000 was paid to change in a zoning map, which enabled the opening of a Walmart store a mile from a historical site in San Juan, Kessie in 2004. After the initial article was released, Walmart released a statement denying the allegation and describing its anti-corruption policy. While an official Walmart report states that they found no evidence of, corpro- of, corpro- of corruption, the article alleges that previous international reports had indeed turned out such evidence before the story became public. As of... December 2012, international investigations are ongoing into possible violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. In 2007, a gender discrimination lawsuit due to Walmart Stores Incorporated was filed against Walmart alleging that female employees were discriminated against in matters regarding pay and promotions. A class act suit was sought, which would have been the nation's largest in history, covering 1.5 million past and current employees of Walmart. On June 20th, 2011, the United States Supreme Court ruled in Walmart's favor, stating that the plaintiffs did not have enough in common to constitute a class. The court ruled anonymously that because of the variability of the plaintiff's circumstances, the class action could not proceed as presented, and furthermore, in a five-to-four decision that it could not proceed as any kind of class action suit. According to a consultant hired by plaintiffs in a sex discrimination lawsuit in 2001, Walmart's EEOC filing showed that Female employees made up 55% of Walmart's hourly paid workforce, but only 33% of its management. Walmart's ratings on the Human Rights Campaign's Corporate Equality Index, a measure of how companies treat LGBT employees and customers, has fluctuated widely during the past decade from a low of 14% in 2002 to 65% in 2006. They were praised for expanding their anti-discrimination policy, protecting gay and lesbian employees, as well as for a new definition of family that included same-sex partners. However, they have been criticized by the HRC in other areas, such as not renewing its membership in the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. In January 2006, Walmart announced that diversity effects included a new group of minority, female, and gay employees that met at Walmart headquarters in Bentonville to advise the company on marketing and international promotion. There are seven business resource groups, women, African Americans, Hispanics, Asians, Native Americans, gays and lesbians, and disabled groups. With close to 2.2 million employees worldwide, Walmart has faced a tolerance of lawsuits and issues with regards to its workforce. These issues involve low wages, poor working conditions, inadequate health care, as well as issues involving the company's strong anti union policies. In November 2013, the National Labor Relations Board announced that it found that in 13 U.S. states, Walmart had pressured employees not to engage in strikes on Black Friday, had illegally disciplined workers who engaged in strikes. Critics point to Walmart's high turnover rate as evidence of an unhappy workforce, although other factors may be involved. Approximately 70% of its employees leave within the first year. Despite the turnover rate, the company still is able to affect unemployment rates. This is found in a study by Oklahoma State University, which states Walmart is found to have substantially lowered the relative unemployment rates of blacks in those countries where it is present, but have only had a limited impact on relative incomes after the influences of other social economic variables were taken into account. Walmart is the largest employer in the United States, employing almost five times as many people as IBM the second-largest employee in the United States, or the second-largest employer in the United States. All right, and that's going to do it for us tonight on the Alice Cunnelly Show. I hope you guys enjoyed our history of Walmart and our controversial Walmart topic. This was a fun show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. All right, our next history show is going to be next Monday, and next Monday we're going to discuss the history of Target. So join us next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern as we discuss the history of Target. Well, thank you for joining the Oscar and Nelly show tonight. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Monday, and you have a great week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show, and join us next Monday as we talk about the history of Target. All right, if you enjoyed today's show, please post it on your social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, and Google+. And check us out on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, but by searching The Alice Cardinelli Show in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. I'm your host, Alice Cornelli, and I'm wishing you a happy Monday night, and thank you for tuning in to The Alice Cardinelli Show. Alice Cornelli and The Alice Cardinelli Show, now signing
0: off. The Alex, the Alex Cardinelli, Cardinelli, Cardinelli show, show is going, going to air on Saturdays? On Saturdays? No oh, way. way! Is this true? The Alex Cardinelli, the Alex
3: Cardinelli, Cardinelli Show, show airing, airing Saturday
2: night? night since since, since when? Extra, extra, hear all about it. The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturday night.
0: What?
2: The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturdays now. What? Extra, 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 hear all about it. The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturday night.
0: What?
2: The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturdays now. What? Extra, extra, hear all about it. The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturday night.
0: What?
2: The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturdays now.
3: What?
4: Yes, that's
3: right. The Ellis Cardinelli Show is now going to be airing on Saturdays with this all-new series called Saturday Night Live, kick on Saturday, February 21st, 2015 at 8 p.m. Eastern. Your host, Ellis Cardinelli, and his co-host, William T., will dive into your houses ...and present to you a wonderful, action-packed show. On February 21st, we're going to have a guest appearance by none other than Slashmaster 1989, Jeff T. Jeff T., Alex, and William are going to have a friendly discussion. On our Saturday Night Live series, you can expect Comedy, Today in History, Trivia Time, and much more... So make sure you're a part of our Saturday Night Live by joining us each and every Saturday starting Saturday, February 21st, 2015 at 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you on Saturday Night Live on the Alice Cranelli Show starting this Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern.
1: for listening to the Alex Cardinal Show. You're one-stop for anything sports, news, politics, and general chat. Make sure you join us each and every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Please like our fan page on Facebook. Log on to Facebook and type in the Alex Cardinal Show and click like. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Check us out there. For more information on our show, check out our webpage, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Talk. Have a good night, and thanks for listening to the Alex Cardinale Show.